Welcome to the Secrets to Mindful Health podcast. I am your host, Beth Warren. Hi, everyone. I'm Beth Warren, your registered dietitian and also a mom of six. I've been in practice for 13 years, and the topics of my sessions are related to the angst I hear from clients and followers on my social media. You can follow me at Beth underscore Warren or on Instagram. Um, you follow me on Instagram at Beth underscore Warren or on TikTok, which is Nourished by Beth. And through there and through my private practice, I typically get not only obvious concerns because weight and health and nutrition feels overwhelming. So it comes from an emotional place, but it's typically not something that is that overwhelming in the sense of a very straightforward solution. I always say that the more overwhelming a problem feels, the more straightforward the solution. Typically, we get wrapped up in the anxiousness, feeling like we need to do so many things in order to get to a solution. But usually the more you feel you need to do, you actually have to refocus on the smallest thing you can do consistently. And that not only changes your status quo, but it also leads to sustainable changes over time, which is what I'm most known for, sustainable changes that last a long time forever and ever. This week's topic I called, quote, I am not a garbage can. <laughs> I want you first to know that I don't invent these titles, and they're not the words coming out of my mouth. They're the words coming out of a lot of your mouths. When people describe eating or munching or picking or nonstop eating where they feel they don't understand why they do that, that's when they call themselves a garbage can. And I say, you are not a garbage can, to clarify. Tell me if this sounds familiar. You have kids. You come home around 3.30, 4 o'clock. Everything's overwhelming. You may be coming back from just a busy day, from a work day. You're overwhelmed yourself. You're needing to relax yourself, only you can't, because the same time you walk in, your kids do too. And they need to eat, expecting to eat. Everything's chaotic. You're paying attention to them. They're your focus, not yourself. You start to give them snacks. You start to give them dinners and somehow next thing you know, you find yourself with an empty plate in front of you, not even knowing how it got there with half eaten crusts of a grilled cheese from your kids that you realize you put into your own mouth. You are munching and picking off your kid's plate. You are seeing things out from what your kids have left over and somehow you find yourself eating them. You have no idea why. You know you don't want it. You didn't even feel like you needed it. And you kind of are feeling a lot of feelings about it. It's not only just an annoying feeling for you, it's starting to affect your weight. It's starting to affect your health. And you didn't even want it to begin with. So why are you doing this? How is this happening? And how can we help ourselves more and support ourselves more to make more mindful choices during this time? That is just one example of an obvious time I've 
often find. So if that's you, you're not alone. It's always helpful to hear. I always reference it and I a little blase about the word normal, but you're normal. A lot of times people have an entire day, come home with their kids overwhelmed and find themselves eating off their kid's plate, picking on the noodles left over in the casserole dish and being basically the garbage can. So other people might have these issues or also have these issues at night, later at night. They find themselves still picking off a leftover dinner that they were meant to put away, but yet found themselves back in the kitchen and suddenly they're picking the pieces off the tray again or wanting to be social and talk to their children or talk to their spouses and now find themselves again picking on things that they know they're not hungry for, nor do they want. We're going to discuss this today because I'm all about helping habits and eating habits that don't make you feel good. It is very different if you are wanting to eat something because it's your choice and it's yummy and delicious and you just want to have some with your spouse or with your kids. That is not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about doing it in a way that you feel horrible about yourself because you didn't want it and you felt like you just couldn't control yourself to do it. And you're kind of grossed out. You're like, why would I even eat crusts of a grilled cheese just because it's left on the table? It's something that's very relatable because we all do it to some extent. And there's many ways that we can help ourselves do it. So I started off this session by saying that usually the most overwhelming issues that breed a lot of anxiety is typically from a loss of control. You feel overwhelmed in it, but I'm telling you, they are the most straightforward solutions and that's what we're gonna go through now. When you have these feelings and the act itself, that's actually not the place to target your efforts. What I mean by that is the issue is not the plate, okay? Like the issue, once you have the crust of grilled cheese in your hand, which I have no idea why I'm picking the grilled cheese analogy, but it just sounds right because I'm imagining, I'm envisioning teeth marks and saliva in the crust because like I said, I'm a mom of six, and yet we're still eating that. Like things we never thought we would do as kids or we would be grossed out by in public if from a friend's. We, we find ourselves doing it easily for our kids' stuff. So you have the grilled cheese. That moment there is not the area that you need to focus on for your work. And what I mean by that is it's already too late, okay? I'm going to be honest with you. Holding it in your hand by your mouth is too late. That is where your anxiety is coming from because it feels extremely overwhelming at that point. You're overwhelmed already. When you're overwhelmed and you're in a state that you can't focus and make, make functional decisions, that's not the place to target your energy to make a change. What we need to do is trace it back a bunch of steps before we even got to that place. So again, your angst and overwhelmingness with why do I do this? I can't believe I do this. I can't control myself around the food left out. 
it's because that situation already is quote unquote too late. Now, of course, we can help that situation too. Okay. But again, I'm just making black and white distinctions here that what our goal is not to get lost in that overwhelming moment and feeling because there's so much work we could do leading up and into that feeling that already helps us in those moments. So I always say we're not we're not looking to be a hero. Okay, don't look to be a hero. Look to support yourself. A lot of what you're experiencing is normal. If you love pasta and you're feeding your children like I started in this most overwhelming moment, you probably hardly ate. You're starving. You're frantic. You're helping everyone. Everyone's screaming. They're all crying. Somehow they're all starving. It's chaos. Okay, you're living in a very real situation. So it makes sense that if you love pasta and you made pasta for your kids, which you're allowed to do, you're going to find yourself picking on it. This is obvious. This is when I always talk about loving yourself as you are, giving yourself grace and kindness and ex- accepting yourself for who you are. You're not looking to change an essence of who you are. You can't deny your love of pasta. You have to accept it and say, I'm making big ziti tonight. How can I help support myself that if I want the big ziti, remember, you're not restricting the big ziti. You're saying, if I want the big ziti, I can set it up in a way that it's a very mindful choice and I'm not a garbage can. Okay. So here's the steps that we can try to do to help support ourselves from the picking and munching later in the day or in the evening. If you have kids, don't have kids. It's all a relevant situation in order to help yourself not be the garbage can. Okay. First of all, and remember me, I am all about the eye roll. I am all about wanting you to eye roll and how practical and obvious steps are because that means they're real and that means they affect lasting changes. The more sensationalized something sounds like the diet mentality, the more short-lived it is that is breeding off your emotional need and trigger. And it is satisfying more of like an adrenaline rush. Okay. So I am happy for the eye rolls. I always say that. Practical step number one. You have to make sure you feed yourself during the day. (laughs) Right? I'm laughing. And yes, we're eye rolling. But how many of us suddenly get lost in our days don't eat and come home to this delicious big ziti that we know we love pasta in the chaos of our life or in the night, right? Again, seems obvious, but the mentality that I need to tweak with people is they think that means they were being good. They think not eating all day was, I'm, I always hear this, I'm good during the day. That's another topic. I got to write that down. I get the next topic, usually in the topics I'm speaking about. I'm good during the day. I said, what's good? Because I don't even know what good means. Good, bad, ugly. I don't know. Pretty. I don't label. I always say that too. What's good to you? Good is I don't eat anything all day. I'm good with my coffee. I'm good with my coffee. I'm good all day. That's not good, guys, if we're going to define what good means. Also, a red flag for me is when people say, but I'm not hungry all day. I say, 
obviously we need food in our bodies for energy and to move and to function and to think. It doesn't make sense not to be hungry because that is our body's mechanism and a signal to eat in order to give ourselves the fuel it needs in order to survive. So if you're not hungry, that means you're in high cortisol stress fight or flight mode that's not causing you to have an appetite and that's not a fat burning mode and that's a weight gain mode. So what you have to do is resituate your hungerfulness cues. You want to set a goal to rely on your own hungerfulness cues. But if you sound like the person I just described, you actually have to reset those literally like a mechanical reset. You need to reset those by actually putting yourself on an eating schedule. About every two, three hours is the typical way that your body uh, increases cortisol and decreases it more in like a steady low of peaks and valleys versus spikes and dips that also haywires your blood sugar. Really makes your appetite all over the place and affects this entire picture of being much more mindful and in a calm place coming into your three o'clock. OK, so you have to eat every few hours. People who know me know that's my only I'll call it a rule. I hate the word rule. But being honest, if you don't prioritize that as a non-negotiable thing. Obviously, the realities of our lives are going to take priority and we are not going to eat. So people feel overwhelmed in that. I always tell people who are typically used to not eating that their hardest part of their weight or wellness journey is going to be stopping to eat. That is the hardest part. And I didn't even get into it with you guys yet about what to eat. But the hardest part is remembering to eat. And my clients know this. So get ready for that. But what I can say is that any wellness habit, anything that's ultimately good for your health, only breeds more positive benefits beyond what you initially intended. So that is your motivation. So you got to do it in order to get motivated, which is the eh, little sucky part. But that's what you got to do. You got to just step into it. Got to eat every few hours. You got to build yourself up for the three o'clock. Another false mentality is when people say, why would I do that? I know I overeat from three to 8 p.m. So shouldn't I not eat all morning and then just know that I'm going to overeat later. That's the old Weight Watchers mentality of the points being saved for the night. And I always said way back 13 years ago, that doesn't make any sense. That's completely working against your hunger fullness cues that you're looking to reset and trust so that this could be a sustainable weight situation. And you're built, you're setting yourself up for failure. You're setting yourself up to fail. You're saying, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to fail anyway. I might as well suffer and make it worse, right? So isn't, isn't that funny how we rationalize things in this weight and nutrition and diet world? We rationalize things that if you just looked in a mirror, like I'm staring at myself right now recording this, if you just said things out loud in the mirror, you would recognize that your rationale doesn't make any sense. Why, if you typically overeat later or munch or pick later and you don't like how that makes you feel and you don't want to do that anymore, why would you come into that starving where you gave yourself zero chance to not do that? <laughs> so most things are very practical for the change. They're usually very straightforward. Already you would be in a different place at three o'clock. 
I'm not saying that suddenly solves all the problems. I am saying it solves, let's say, 90%. Now, people know I just throw out numbers because I don't really understand them myself, but um, you know my point. Now, another way to help yourself is I have other podcasts and things to listen to more on the emotional eating topic, which is how I came up with I'm not a garbage can, but it's still relevant to this conversation in the sense where you can work in the tools related to emotional eating in um, in this conversation. I want to explain something that might also help you. Part of the tools, again, is the rationale you tell yourself and being honest with yourself. I always tell people that be honest with yourself. So many times we're literally lying. We're lying to ourselves. And again, sometimes getting the thoughts out there. I always even have clients sometimes I'm like, can you just repeat what you just said and hear yourself? Because you don't even need me. You just need to hear what you're saying and you're lying to yourself. So I always say you have to be honest with yourself. In order to be honest with yourself, it goes back to my point of somehow finding a self-love and acceptance of who you are. And then you're able to be honest because the dishonesty is more, again, more of that shame feeling like you don't want to know from it. So being honest here, we need to recognize that the picking is what I categorize as a quote unquote weight gain habit. I like the way we I categorize that meaning versus giving you again, I hate labels, but it's helpful to know more of like an indication or a guidance where you should focus your thoughts. Like I look over time with my plans that you'll come in and I'll tell you what you want to know, black and white plan. But over time, I instill in you the concepts and the strategy that you actually need to maintain this. The concepts are what's important and understanding the factual evidence-based concepts that actually work and allow you to balance your real life. One of them is recognizing just sort of like a guideline, like this is a weight gain habit. You don't really need to know more or less of it. You don't need to delve into it and you don't need to watch this part get defensive, okay? People will come in admitting what we're discussing where they'll be munching all day in the afternoon, but picking on the pasta. And then though, the next thought sometimes, or they'll come in a week later where we still didn't curb that habit yet because habits take time to break right? That's why when I work with people, I need time. I need your time. It's not a one second, one time approach because we look to break and rebuild these habits that allow you results now, but also sustainable results. And then they'll describe, even though we went through a whole honest conversation about these habits they have of picking and munching wherever, throughout the day, on Saturday, whatever it is, the next week they didn't curb that yet, which is okay. And we're going to even dig deeper into that because now they're more aware so we could get more specific. They'll say, but that's what made me gain weight this week. Or they'll say, but that can't be why I gained weight. Or why would that be why I didn't lose this week? And then I kind of chuckle because the whole idea or premise behind munching and picking is that you're completely mindless right? That's the whole premise. When you're not able to control something that you want to control, it's because you're not thinking. 
You're not thinking clearly. You're not thinking in the moment. You're not having that second of a break between when you're eating to actually think it through. You might be thinking about it after you already took the two bites, but you still weren't thinking when you took the first one. So you have no idea. Yeah, my answer is yeah. It could be the reason why you didn't lose this week or you gained. Because in your brain, you think it was only, it couldn't have been more than two noodles. But yeah, it could have. How do you really know? So it's a weight gain habit. It might work sometimes. Sometimes it might have only been two noodles. But the habit means it could sometimes be two cups of noodles. Because it's a habit. It's something you're not thinking about. It's something you're just doing. And I'm only identifying the noodles, but I got to be honest with you. And we need to be honest with ourselves that if you're doing it with the noodles, you're probably doing it throughout the day too. You could be working in an office where someone has Hershey kisses on their desk and you grabbed one. You could be doing it again later at night with your, with your spouse that wants to eat his own popcorn and you're putting your hand in it and eating it too. It's likely coming up more in the day. And I say that sensitively because I want it to be an aha moment that if you're doing it in one instance that we're identifying, you're likely doing it in other instances too. And the way weight loss works from a very scientific perspective is that you need a calorie deficit consistently in order to lose. So there's a concept of a calorie deficit in a day. You could average it over a week. You could even take a month. And I look at all those numbers because that's my job. And if that's someone's goal, that's what we look at. So you may get lucky one day. You may get lucky one week. But if you're having the habit, you have no idea if one time you're lucky, one time you're not. And what I often see is people could even maintain. So they might be great one day, but not another day. So that is fine for maintenance. I actually love that space because I identify it and I explain that that's actually maintenance, right? People typically have a very hard time understanding maintenance and the concept. So I'm happy to explain that, but that is the goal um, of maintenance. But to lose weight, you do have to consistently know what's going on, you know, from a more specific standpoint. And you can't take those sort of risks of mindless eating, which translates into the form of munching and picking because you actually have no idea if you went over with that habit. And that's why I call that a weight gain habit. So another tip is just more about being honest with yourself and recognizing that this habit could be the reason why you're not reaching your weight goals. And that's incredibly frustrating when I already said it's already very difficult for you to figure out how to eat all day throughout the day. And you're working so hard and you're managing that salad and you're getting that breakfast in and you're like, I'm doing this. And then three o'clock comes like most people describe and they're like, it's all downhill from there. So I don't want people to feel like their work that they do is wasted when it's the opposite. It's refocus on the work and just follow that through more later in the day. And that is another tip. Um, so 
that actually was all my tips of the day, which feels really nice because I felt like that was a finish and it was a finish. But what I would also say was that all of this leads to the concept of mindfulness. And oftentimes we're attacking our food and we're attacking our food. And this is a good food and this is a bad food. And so many people come to me actually eating well. They actually eat well. I don't fix something that's not broke. I don't tell you something to do that you're doing fine. If you know how to eat a salad, I always tell people, you're not coming to me to learn how to eat a salad. We all know we should eat more salads. And salads, by the way, is a term for me to mean increase vegetables, be more plant-based. We know this, right? So why is it not working? It's not working because you're missing the other, let's say 50%, which is your mind. Your mind has to be involved. We think about everything else in our day. Everything is a decision. And people get overwhelmed and annoyed with the fact that food also has to be, that eating also has to be like, hello, everything in life takes thought. Everything in life worth it takes thought. The whole point here is that this thought and this action is meant to translate into only more positivity in your life, only bring more benefits beyond what you could ever imagine. You would feel so good and show up way better in your life. If you put in the hard work now in the areas that are functional and healthy and balanced, and that is my point to you today, make sure you're following or coming to me to work with me, people who are evidence-based, practical people. I want things to always make sense to you, even if they have to be explained a second, even if they have to be explained and then you practice it that week. I want it to somehow come together and make sense. So thanks for your time today. Be sure you're following me on Instagram at Beth underscore Warren or at Nourished by Beth and stay tuned for more episodes. Don't forget to tune in for more episodes on Spotify and be sure to follow us on TikTok at Instagram at Nourished by Beth for more wellness ideas.